Be sure to tune into Immigration with Tamina Watson this and every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Immigration attorney Tamina Watson founded Watson Immigration Law here in Seattle and is a frequent speaker, author, and blogger who has appeared in Forbes, CNN, The Seattle Times, and much, much more. On her new radio show, Tamina will take all your questions live on air. Plus, she will discuss and provide insight into the latest immigration news and issues, as well as talk with notable personalities who have impacted U.S. immigration laws or are notable immigrants themselves. Check out her new show, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Immigration with Tamina Watson on Daisy 1250 a.m., radio that listens to you. Good morning, Seattle. This is Tamina Watson on Desi 1250 AM. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. It's a wonderful, beautiful, crisp, sunny morning, and I hope you're enjoying yourself. Um, I have a lot to talk about this morning, and I hope you will join me for the rest of the 25 minutes that I will be with you. Um, Just a quick reminder that the International Entrepreneur Rules deadline is coming up on the 17th of October. If you have any comments to share with the administration please make sure you do that. As a reminder of this show, this is all about immigration issues to make it more relatable and understandable to you uh, on a very um, daily basis and uh, uh, so that you can understand and be inspired by um, what happens in immigration. Uh, If you have any questions or uh, comments, you're very welcome to call me. The number is 844-301-1250. The show is talking, we talk about um, news updates and of course talk to no people making an impact on immigration or immigrant lives and today's guest is not not an exception to that either and I cannot wait to introduce you to her. Um, If you've just tuned in, this is Tamino on Desi 1250 AM talking about immigration. I want to talk about Citizenship Day. Uh, Yesterday, uh, I mean on Saturday, sorry, uh, hopefully many of you attended the Citizenship Day that was put on by um, Ayla and One America, but there's another one coming up soon. If you you live here, work here and pay taxes, yet you don't still have a say in who represents you or in the laws of this country. If you want the government to respect your values, you must vote. And to vote, you must be a citizen. If you need help applying for U.S. citizenship, come to the Seattle City of Seattle's free citizenship workshop. Volunteer lawyers and interpreters will help you complete the citizenship application. The event is on Saturday, October 15th, 10 to 1 p.m. at the South Seattle College, Georgetown campus. For more information about this free citizenship workshop, please call 206-386-9090. That number again is 206 206- 386-9090, sponsored by the City of Seattle Office of Immigrant and Refugee Affairs. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Immigration with Tamina on Desi 1250 AM. So listeners, I want to tell you a little bit about Welcoming Week. Welcoming America inspires people to build a different kind of community, one that embraces immigrants and fosters opportunities for all. Welcoming America is is leading a movement of inclusive communities across the nation, becoming more prosperous by making everyone who lives there feel like they belong. And in that effort, this week, September 16th to 25th, is Welcoming Week. Citizens across the nation are celebrating through various um, events, and you can learn about them through the Welcoming America website, www.welcomingamerica.org. 
Welcoming America is um, honestly a wonderful organization that's trying to make sure diversity uh, is taken into account and everyone uh, is is living in harmony. This week is all about ensuring people are aware of how diverse our culture and our communities are. And today's guest is just the perfect person to talk about this very issue. Today's guest is a notable person making an impact on immigrants' lives. And her her name is uh, Suzette Cook. She is the mayor of um, Kent. So Mayor Cook was elected in 2005 and re-elected in 2009 and 2013. She serves as CEO for over 600 local government employees that cover a population of nearly 125,000 people um, across 34 square miles. During her terms as mayor, Mayor Cook has chaired the Valley Communication Center Administration Board, the King County Flood Control District Zone um, Advisory, uh, Advisory Committee, Kent Fireman's Relief and Pension Fund Board, and the South County Area Transportation Board. She is a member of the Puget Sound Regional Council Executive Committee and the Kent Chamber of Commerce Board of Directors, and was appointed to the King County's Regional Transit Task Force and the Board of Health. Prior to being elected mayor, Prior to being elected mayor, she served as a senior sales executive for ESP Printing, president CEO of the Greater Renton Chamber of Commerce, economic development manager for the city of Burien, and 11 years as executive director of the Kent Chamber of Commerce. Mayor Cook was also elected to the Washington State Legislature in 1992, 94, 96, uh, where she served on the Budget, Healthcare, and Pension Policy Committees and chaired the Children and Family Services Committee. Her most notable achievement was reforming Washington State's welfare system. Welcome, Mayor Cook. Are you there? I certainly am, Tamina. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here today. I have so much to talk about and ask you, um, and uh, we don't have a lot of time to cover everything, so I'm just going to go to the questions. First of all, thank you so much for doing all that you do to make your city such a welcoming one, which really is such a wonderful um, tie-in for Welcoming Week. Your city is known for its multiculturalism. Why has Kent been a city where many immigrants gravitate towards? Well, of course, I would love to tell you it's because Kent has the best ever mayor. But in reality, (laughs) our location is key. Our location to jobs, our location to SeaTac Airport, our location where there are more affordable housing opportunities, although just as it's happening throughout the Puget Sound area, that too is diminishing on affordability. But it is, I think once one starts with being a location, then families attract additional family members and friends. And so that continues to grow an immigrant population. Key as well are certainly the fact that Kent is home to two of the immigrant uh, nonprofits that help locate people in the United States. Wh- which ones are they? We have Jewish Family Services and we have World Relief. Of course, of course, World Relief. That's, you know, I don't think I knew about World Relief. That's amazing. Well, your city has seen much transformation over the last 10 years with people as well as industry. When did you notice it and decided you needed to take action? 
one of the opportunities an elected official has is doorbelling and getting out there in the community, introducing oneself to who you hope will be your constituent, that they will like what they hear, what they see, and will vote for you. That opportunity to be out in the community is truly an eye-opener when it comes to observing how many families have immigrated here from different parts of the world. It also is an opportunity to be able to hear directly from them what some of their concerns may be, their aspirations, their living conditions, etc. So that education during a campaign is a tremendous help in recognizing the very people that one plans to serve in the position as mayor. Mm-hmm. That's that's quite interesting. I never thought of that. And um, I also sorry. I also mm-hmm. think where I first noticed it goes back much more than ten years ago. It goes back a good twenty or more years ago, and it was really the aha moment for me was standing in a bank uh, and observing the tellers who were working with the bank customers and. In this one case, every one of them was from another country. Mm. But the banks, I think, mm. were very, certain banks got it early on mm-hmm. in training people to serve the new residents. Wow, that's very insightful. I never really thought of that. I'm going to have to get somebody from a bank on my show. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) So, you know, I went to the Seattle Chamber of Commerce event recently where I listened to one of um, somebody from your team, uh, Marty Fisher, talk about um, recognizing that you have so much talent right at your doorstep. And Marty Fisher, of course, that's the HR director. And he talked about having so many qualified immigrants and refugees as a talent pool. How did you create a process to ensure you hired local diverse talent? That continues to be a challenge for a couple reasons. One is, as a city government, our application process is, of course, open to all. So many people who do not live here, but live maybe even in other states, apply. And as we look at what they bring to the table, it is not always the local person with talent who is the one that rises to the top. So what we have done is in our HR department, we have an individual who actually goes out into the community and helps people know the process, helps them to understand in an application what what we are looking for, and to give them the tools so they do rise to the top of being able to make a choice. That is one key area in working as well with some of the nonprofit organizations to make certain that they are informing the people they're serving on how to use the city's website in seeking jobs. And I think it just, again, just making sure the public knows we are an open government. When you think about the many cultures that have moved here, government was not necessarily your friend. It is because of the government in their respective countries that they have escaped. So we have a huge 
huge point of education in reaching out to our new residents and letting them know that the government is them. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's very profound. I don't. I think everything you're doing is so novel. I mean, I don't think I even realized that you had an individual who was going around door to door explaining how uh, what kind of jobs are open and how they apply. I think that's amazing. How can you take that um, uh, process that you've created and share it with other cities that are facing this challenge? Well, I think in the just in the discourse we have with other elected officials and then in the professional organizations, whether it be Marty Fisher or some of his team within our human resources, when it comes right down to it, as an employer, the city wants to make certain that they have individuals who want to be of service through their special skills, through connecting with people. Mm-hmm. So being an example of what we're looking for is what's key. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're aware, but One America, and we had them on our show, uh, to, had done a report about the brain waste, that's the term for it, brain waste of immigrants and refugees that are within us that could be such valuable assets. And um, Oh, I so uh, agree. I, I so agree. And I think, you know, if you haven't seen that, of course, please, you know, see it. But, of course, everything that you're doing is going towards that. So I applaud you for that. And I have many friends uh, and uh, you know, uh, that live in your area, and I know they love it. Now, I have uh, another question for you. So you mentioned government, and you have been a leader constantly trying to make government better. And to that effect, you did something in July this year. What was that? I don't, we do so many things. I don't know. What did we do in July? <laughs> you, you had <laughs> the cultural um, committee that you put together. Oh, the cultural communities board. Yes. That was an appointment process that is ongoing. Um, And this goes back to when I became mayor again. So going back to 2006, recognizing the fact that there's so much I don't know, and to be a leader of people, and these are people coming with different expectations, different lives that they've lived, I had formed a mayor's advisory team. That team was to advise me. Well, we've broken loose of that model, and in, and now it with the city council engaged, so our seven elected officials, officials who actually make the laws in the city, they want to be part of the learning curve much more intimately. So we formed this cultural communities board of 16 individuals representing different cultures of people who reside here in Kent. So they must be a Kent resident and they must be a spokesperson for their culture. That group will meet for the first time next Tuesday. They will learn from each other and they will also be in a position then to help advise myself as the mayor, the city council, our department heads and staff, looking at how we can make Kent the best possible city. After all, it was through the public, the general public, that Kent came up with its own brand of the city bringing the world home. So we need to find ways to make this truly feel like a home to those who live here. I think that's amazing. And, you know, it, it's 
basically it's for the people by the people and you're essentially living it and again I applaud you for that why do you think this was necessary um, to do and how did you come up with this idea I guess it's just an idea that needed to be put into action because I get the privilege of being out in the community so much I attend whether it's religious ceremonies, it's uh, religious holidays, it's community uh, activities. So talking and listening to the people that live here, they have so much to offer. And that needs to be shared. It needs to be shared not just with city officials. It needs to be shared with the whole community. We do a bit of that with our international festival which has turned into not not just for entertainment, but also opportunities to learn, to learn about who wears the turban and what is it and why, to learn about the cultures of, uh, and religions of Islam. We've had several community forums on that with pastors and uh, rabbis and uh, leaders of religious organizations. So mixing it up, but making sure the public who does not typically take these opportunities to go out and mix it up with other cultures, that they feel comfortable doing so and learning themselves. We need to get rid of stereotypes that are so easily coined from what we hear in the media. When we don't have information, we fill it in it with our own thoughts that are often are not true. Well, wise words. I mean, uh, I everything you're saying. I just wish I I wish you were here in person so I could give you a hug. Um, it's uh, it's qu- quite um, amazing that you have this cultural communities communities uh, board that's really a collection of people from your own community, and you've given them an, uh, basically agenda that you you're from here and you share your culture with us so we can learn how to be a better government for you. So that's just just exactly what Welcoming Week is about, what America is has always been about. Now, the nation is celebrating Welcoming Week this week, and you have done so much. Uh, just a, sorry? Just a minute. Yeah. Uh, Tamina, you are breaking up a bit on the phone line. Oh, am I breaking up? I'm so sorry. Now... Oh. Now it's more clear. Okay, good, good. So the nation is celebrating Welcoming Week this week. And you have done so much to welcome immigrants and refugees and taken the opportunity to harness the talent that comes with it. Why is welcoming and integrating diversity important in today's society? Oh, the timing of this. My goodness. We know that airplanes brought people together. You add the Internet, and people are communicating across the oceans. You add to that what's going on with forever, it seems like, the wars of ideologies, of territoriality, and we are brought to the table, and it's in our living rooms. It's with all of the anxiety around the world and the the sadness from people killing each other, my goodness, we need to be able to shake that off and have a safe, vibrant place where we can be free 
to get to know each other, to be truly a social uh, a social group of people that can not only live together but thrive together, to be able to unleash our talents and feel safe in doing so. So the timing here that the politics at the national level, the accusations made, the untruths that people sometimes believe when they're said, we need to be beyond that. And that is why it's so important today to make certain that we are learning from each other and integrating. I couldn't have said it better. That's just so profound. I'm going to have to transcribe that and make sure I quote you properly. That was just, um, you know, I think you've hit it on the head with the national rhetoric, the international scenario that we're going through. But the world, we're all related in some way or another and connected. And, you you know, you've really done an amazing job to make that come across in what you've done with the city. So thank you for that, for being a beacon. I want to be clear that I am simply the mayor, and I alone could not do that. It is each individual, individuals coming together, again, within their respective faiths, coming together in nonprofit organizations, in social structures, but it is individuals who make a decision that they are going to add value to people's lives, not tear down people not destroy people. So it is finding that mass that in itself will be, it'll provide a synergy Mm -hmm. for us to be much greater together than we could be individually. So I'm so thankful that I have the people to serve here in Kent who get that and are practicing that. Mm -hmm. Well, leadership is so important, and with a good leader, individuals can shine. So I I hope you will take my compliment (laughs) that your leadership has been likely one of the most important parts of everything that's been happening in your city. Any last words for our listeners? I would say when you just said for our listeners to keep listening and then take what you hear and confirm it by making sure that you expose yourself to those who are different to find out a little bit more about them, to appreciate who we are and who's around us, and to live fully and live boldly. Thank you so much, Mayor, for joining us today, for sharing so much wisdom, and for taking time out of your busy day to be here today. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tamina. Bye-bye. Listeners, that was Maya Cook from City of Kent and what profound words she said throughout the interview. Um, I really do feel like I've got to transcribe everything she said because I feel like every sentence was just important and profound. If you live in Kent, you're, you're lucky to have such a great leader. Well, we're running out of time, I'm afraid. Um, If you have any questions or comments, please email me at info at watsonimmigrationlaw.com. I do want to hear your feedback and comments, and it's coming up to a year soon that I'll be beyond be. I'll be doing this show, so it'd be lovely to hear what you think and if there's anything in particular you want me to cover. My email address is info at watsonimmigrationlaw.com. My website is watsonimmigrationlaw.com. And you can find my contact info at the Desi website as well, www.desi1250am.com. 
Um, next week, we'll be talking about immigration updates as well. I want to send, gently remind you about two dates. October 15th is the City of Seattle Citizenship Day that will be held from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the South Seattle College Georgetown campus. Please mark that on your calendars and tell your friends about it. And reminder of the number, which is 206 206- 386-9090 which is for the City of Seattle Office of Immigrant and Refugee Affairs. I also want to remind you of another important date, October 17th, which is the deadline to send your comments to the Department of Homeland Security on the rules about international entrepreneurs. Um, very important that you send your feedback. Um, thank you so much for joining me for the last 25 minutes. It's been a joy to be here and a joy to speak to Kent, um, Kent's um, Mayor Cook and um, Hopefully, we'll be talking with you next week again. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Tamina Watson on Immigration with Tamina on Desi 1250 AM. Bye-bye.